I'm Jacqueline Carl. I'm here with public advocate Jumani Williams. And on Monday, there were reports that a asylum seeker took her own life in a New York City shelter on Sunday, September 17th. And I heard, uh, Mr. Williams, that you actually toured or inspected that shelter. Yes, we uh, went over to the shelter with Council Member Linda Lee uh, and some other uh, elected officials' offices to get a look at what's going on. As you mentioned, a woman uh, from Colombia who uh, made a very tough decision to take her family to go to lands unknown with hope. I took her life. It's a tremendous tragedy. It's the worst case scenario uh, that you could think of. But we know there's a lot of people who are still suffering right now. And I felt it important as public advocate to set eyes uh, on where this tragedy happened to see if something else we can be doing. And what did you find out there? What Did you talk to anyone she knew or find out anything about her? Because I know she had two children. They're both minors. Well, we one, we did take a look at the facility, it, you know, with some, you know, possible um, things that we could do to improve. Uh, I have to say all in all, what we saw uh, did look like how you would want a family shelter to be run. We also know that whenever folks know that we're, we're going to show up, we do get the best of things, so we have to remember that as well. We were able to speak to one family that was provided by people uh, who were running the show, and um, they gave uh, you know answers that may have seemed like they were being um, dealt with humanely and, and being taken care of. I think the system uh, as a whole is busting at the seams, and right now everyone's being caught flat-footed. Um, we should not getting caught flat footed because many of us were calling uh, for many changes to be happening for quite some time so that we wouldn't be at this point. What can you tell us about this woman? I know Mayor Adams said just a young woman legally he couldn't say more and I'm not trying to invade her privacy but was there anything that you saw there or anyone that you spoke to that gave you some indication what led her to do this? Well after we did our tour and after we did um, the press. We got some information that she may have uh, sought services. Uh, and so now we're going to follow up uh, to confirm that to be true and to make sure that she was getting the services, particularly the mental health services uh, that she may have asked for. And we want to do a deeper dive to find out if those services are readily available. Um, we do know we asked if there's a, a mental health crisis in that center. If they have access, they did say that they have access to a crisis situation, but we're not sure if they have ongoing. And so that's something I really have to be aware of. Um, we do know that uh, asylum seekers and the migrants who come uh, are dealing with a lot of trauma. We also that new, know that uh, New Yorkers who are not newer to the city are dealing with trauma as well. That's something that is pervasive throughout. Uh, we're seeing over and over again, and we need to make sure that that service is, is being provided. That's true. When you find out, will can we speak again so we can find out if this woman was getting the help she needed? Absolutely. Do you know what's going to happen with her two children? I know she has a seven-year-old daughter and a fifteen-year-old son. Uh, we do not actually. The uh, we we couldn't get any, as much information we would like about uh, that particular case, citing um, uh, privacy concerns. Um, but we do want to make sure that that shelter is being run in a way that hopefully this wouldn't happen again. Um, I think, you know, two things that we've been saying before, we just put out a homeless uh, bill of rights for unhoused New Yorkers that we're hoping gets passed the city council. Uh, we put out a report 
just a few months ago how we can move from uh, the chronic shelter system we have uh, to true uh, income target affordable housing. And we'd love to see some of those things moved off. One thing that is also concerning is one change that has, is being made by this administration. Uh, uh, the NYP is going to be put back uh, as the, the, the people in charge of how we deal with homeless in our streets. And that is of, of a lot of concern because it didn't end well previously. And um, we, uh, we know that uh, I believe some ignorant Republican governors are trying to make a point using um, people as pawns. Uh, and when we otherize people in history, bad things happen. So we have to nurture, remember these are human beings uh, that make terrible decisions to get assistance. But even if that were not the case, there are tens of thousands of people who have been here for a long time, uh, and decisions were made not by Republican governors, but by Democratic leaders, of whether or not to put the appropriate funding and structures in place so we wouldn't get to this point. So at some point, we were going to bust at the seams, and at some point very soon, we have evictions looming, we have high rents, and, and, and people can't pay. We're in a bad situation right now. But you felt the shelter itself, there wasn't anything that would indicate she was in poor conditions. It was just a matter of did she get the mental health treatment she was seeking? Again, it's always hard to tell fully uh, when there is a visit that is announced uh, because we tend to get the best of what that uh, that, um, entity can provide. I see. But based on what we saw um, and the units that we were able to see and the flow of how everything worked, and our limited interaction with people who were there, it didn't seem like there was anything particular to that center. Uh, so uh, we do know that the system as a, as a whole uh, could be a very traumatic place. And we're going to follow up on the new information that we got after uh, our visit and press conference. Wonderful. Did did she um, did you get any sense of how long she had been at this particular shelter? Uh, we did not. Okay, because I, I know some reports are saying she's been here a few months. I don't know if it's days, months. Did you have any any indication at all? Um, based on what we cobbled together, I would imagine at least a couple of weeks, uh, if not more. So I think it was more than days, but I don't know how many months. I don't have real information. Uh, thank you. And other reports say that her partner had been unsuccessful in getting across the border multiple times in recent months, and it's not clear if their separation played a role in her passing. Did you did you talk to any of the people who may have known her at the shelter? Uh, we weren't. I didn't. Wasn't. I was not able to identify oh. anybody that knew her. I see. Not from the shelter. I see. Is there anything else you could tell us, Mr. Williams? Uh, no, that's about it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your time today, and I hope that we can connect again uh, when you have had a chance to do a deeper dive and find out a little bit more about this. Again, I'm here with public advocate Jumani Williams, and we're talking about the asylum seeker who took her own life Sunday at a New York City shelter. The news broke on Monday, and we know that Mr. Williams visited the shelter and inspected the shelter with other officials. And we're just going to find out as much as we can about this. And we'll stay with it here on 77 WABC. Mr. Williams, thank you so much for making time with us today. Thank you. For 77 WABC News, I'm Jacqueline Carl.